Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. Who wanted to say hi today? This is a special day. Happy does not normally come in my office or my studio for these live streams, but Happy wanted to come in, see what all the fuss was about. Do me a favor, hit the like, subscribe, comment. Let's have some fun again. Happy wishes you a wonderful Friday. Hi, Sonny. Yeah, I know. You're always here. Just because he doesn't want to feel left out. Of course, this is Sonny. He is always right between my feet when we record these together. So if I ever trip, you can blame this guy right here. There you go. Stay right there. All right. That was fun for me. Hopefully you enjoyed that. This is uh, Friday, July 15th, and this is your daily financial news. Uh, Let's just get into it. Again, remember... Remember, very important date tomorrow, we are going to do a deep dive on house hacking, roommate style, with the one and only Todd Baldwin and Spencer Cornelia. This is going to be done live via Zoom call with all of my students. If you are are one of my students and interested in this, uh, I have posted the invite in our Facebook group. I have sent it out on Teachable. If you have not got it, please send me an email and I will forward it to you uh, as well. I have to figure out why Teachable doesn't work all the time. But yes, tomorrow, 9 a.m. Pacific, 90 minutes, Spencer and Todd answering your questions. I believe, I frankly believe house hacking needs to be taught as a senior in high school. You can fundamentally change your life forever by getting on the property ladder owner rock financing, and living for free. Now, there are multiple ways to do this. We are going to do both. Roommate edition first. Unit edition second. Next week, next Saturday, we will do it with Dion and Matt doing duplexes, tries, and quads. Folks, if you haven't heard the story about Arnold Schwarzenegger, he cut his teeth house hacking a sixplex, which has really set him up to take the right acting job, not any acting job. This stuff can change your life. We'll be doing it tomorrow. And yes, as always, I know not everybody has 320 bucks. I get it. We will post it for free on YouTube, probably Sunday, but possibly tomorrow afternoon. In reality, it will be Sunday, but we will give it away for free. You can check out the deep dive playlist because there's already material there. I I don't know if you can tell, but I'm excited about this one. I know nothing, zero, zilch about house hacking, but I know Todd and Spencer have done it. I know Dion and Matt have done it and it's changed their lives. I look forward to bringing this to you. If you happen to buy the course today, I will just send you the Zoom link uh, manually. Uh, again, join, get involved. Figure it out. It's, it's pretty amazing stuff. Let's talk about Redfin June data. Folks, I am still calling for July 20th, the date that National Association of Realtors releases the national numbers to be kind of like an earthquake to the housing market. 
buyers disappear, seller FOMO goes through the roof. It's going to be a total mismatch of selling and buying for a couple of months. And as a data geek, I'm going to love kind of trying to sift through it. We got some Redfin data, which is interesting. Redfin sales or sold, as they call them, sold down 15.5% to a total of 524,200. Pendings also down. Pendings down 12.6%. And for the coup de gras, the tippity top, median home price, median home price up 11.2%. So again, transactions down, pending down, prices up 11.2%. They did highlight some markets, which I thought were really interesting. North Port, Florida, up 29.7. Coral, Florida, up 26.1. Fort Worth, Texas, up 24.2. And Knoxville, Tennessee, up 24.1. The only city on the Redfin data that was negative, good old San Francisco, California. San Francisco, California was negative 0.5%. And frankly, it couldn't happen to a better city. Yuck. 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 So again, we'll get the national data next week, next Wednesday. It is going to be a lot of fun to talk about. We'll see what's going on. Because again, I believe housing transactions are crashing right now. They will keep crashing going forward and cause the second half recession. It's going to be interesting to watch. We got more bank information. We got Wells Fargo and Citigroup. We get Bank of America and Goldman on Monday. We got um, Morgan Stanley and JP Morgan yesterday. Just to keep track, Morgan Stanley and JP Morgan both missed, both disappointed. Well, today, Citigroup, Citigroup beat top, beat bottom. Their profit did fall 27% year on year. Uh, but yes, Citigroup, first bank of the three majors so far to report beat earnings and beat revenue. Next, Wells Fargo, disappointed. Wells Fargo missed top, missed revenue, uh, but did hit the bottom. Wells Fargo, down profit down 48%. And as we talked about over the weekend, what was I going to look for in the banks? I want to know who is reserving for bad debt. Yesterday, JP Morgan was it like 430 million bucks, 450 something like that. Wells Fargo reserved for bad debt. 576 million. So just with those two banks, JP Morgan, Wells Fargo, over a billion dollars have been reserved for bad debt. It's interesting because you look at Citigroup and Morgan Stanley, my opinion only, I'm not a bank analyst, but this is when I look at them at from 50,000 or 100,000 foot. JP Morgan, Chase, and Wells Fargo, definitely more consumer-oriented. Morgan Stanley, huge trading business, huge private equity. Citigroup, kind of a combination of everything, but a big trading arm. So what that means for Monday 
if everything holds, is Bank of America will reserve for bad debt and Goldman Sachs won't. Who knows? This is just looking at the tea leaves going forward. It will be interesting to see because so far all four banks have suffered at least a 23% drop in earnings year on year. Last year, compare was rough. And just because I found it, BlackRock, BlackRock also reported today, BlackRock, miss top, miss bottom. Yes, BlackRock missed. Oh, one more thing about Wells Fargo that I wrote down that I forgot. Sorry. This is Wells Fargo, not BlackRock. Wells Fargo, mortgage demand down 53%. I expect a similar number from Bank of America on Monday. Next, I want to be very clear about the Canadian and China housing markets. I believe both are wrecked for different reasons. These are important because when you talk, when I talk about China and Canada housing market, first and foremost, no, I know almost nothing about them. I have never, I don't have a buy box. I've never shopped there, nothing. But I can look at the structural items that I see in Canada and China. Take that into comparison with my 30 years experience here, but realize no direct impact with China, no direct impact with Canada housing market. That said, the Canada housing market default mortgage is five years adjustable rate mortgage. Over the last six weeks, I have read increasing articles about homeowners, homeowners who will not not be able to afford their home because of the resets. This is 100% similar to the great 08 crash in the United States. What led to the cascading, the four, five-year crisis in America? Bad loans with horrible, horrible debt structures kept resetting. And once that momentum started, it just got uglier and uglier and uglier and uglier. I fear that unfortunately for our brothers and sisters to the north, you might be looking at a few very, 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 very bad years. Like our housing market when it rolled over if you got out first you were relatively unscathed if you got out a year or more after it rolled over it was a disaster you it just that's why in the united states the term strategic default became dinner conversation i do not have a great feeling for what my brothers and sisters in Canada might be dealing with for the next three or four years. Yeah. Now let's flip the script to China. In China, it's kind of a different story, but very similar and something we should watch for. What did I tell you when we started talking about Evergrande almost a year ago? We talked about the housing market in China was where the average person held their wealth. 
They held their wealth in real estate. It was their pension, their retirement. The Chinese government, via their horrible and disaster policies, have done almost everything wrong. And what they have done is destroyed confidence in housing. They have had 10 months in a row of declining prices. They've had 10 months in a row of declining purchases. It is not good. Now in China, not only do we have bank runs, but we have organized payment strikes. Not good. The Chinese housing market is a disaster. Neither one, Canada or China housing market, gives me the warm and fuzzies. There's a lot of debt, a lot of pain in both of these housing markets. I do not have currently the similar feeling in the U.S. because unlike Canada, we have 30-year fixed rate debt, 80% of the people below four, 53% below three and a half, 13% below three. All of that data brought to you by Black Knight from months ago. Again, and as of right now, housing is still holding up. We haven't crushed the belief in the housing market like China. So again, not a great feeling. Retail sales, retail sales came in plus 1%. Even if Atlanta Fed is right and GDP is a negative number, I have bad news for everyone. Anybody who's going to be, anybody who's an armchair economist and wants to scream recession, Yes, we might get two quarters of negative growth. Again, I still believe Q2 will be 0.1 or 0.2 positive. But let's just say Atlanta Fed is correct. If they are correct, it will not be called a recession. This will be the first time since 1947 it's not called a recession. The reason that is, is this rule of thumb that everybody quotes Two negative quarters of GDP means a recession is not technically correct. There's a lot more nuance and data underneath it. Now, it has been right since 1947, but here they are. These are the four things you learn when you study economics. Industrial production, real wages, retail sales, and employment, labor. Labor has been positive all six months. Retail sales, positive four out of six. Industrial production, I think it's three out of six. And real wages, I don't remember, but I don't, I don't think they were good. Might have been one out of six. Again, not good. But I don't believe the economists will call Q1 and Q2 a recession. That said, I do believe housing will cause the recession to be identified as Q3 and Q4. It doesn't matter. All four quarters could be negative. There will be a recession called this year. But yeah, retail sales, we like to spend money. <laughs> Some, this is interesting. So retail sales plus 1%, right? Did you know, remember something you and I talked about four or five months ago, the difference between real and nominal. Remember that conversation? Well, retail sales plus 1% is a nominal number. What does that mean? If you don't remember, not adjusted for inflation. So I want to ask you, 
if retail sales are up 1%, but we just printed a 9% CPI, are retail sales really up? Or are they actually down? I think between you and I, we know they're down, meaning we bought less stuff. It just took more money. But that's not how the data is reported. Retail sales plus 1%. We are, spent, we are spending more money on stuff, which is why Q1, Q2 won't be called a recession. What else did I find today? Well, you know what? Let's congratulate two people before I forget. I got more to talk about, but I always forget these. So let's do this. Let's congratulate John and Laura. Congratulations for getting your deal. And Dana, congratulations for getting your deal. I believe this is deal number three for you. So congratulations, folks. Again, Dana and John and Laura, congratulations. Your cards will go out in the mail. All right, back to the list. Did you know that Netflix did not partner with Trade Desk? They chose to partner with Microsoft. Netflix is looking to add ad-supported content. The rumor on the street, because their CFO left Netflix and went to Trade Desk, is that Trade Desk had the inside track and would get the deal done. Not happening. They chose to partner with Microsoft. So what could that mean? To me, it could mean that maybe in a year, total wild speculation, total guess, not financial advice. Microsoft might end up buying Netflix in a couple of years if uh, Netflix valuation continues to fall. Again, Microsoft's got a big old checkbook. I don't think Trade Desk could write that check. What else do we got? Did you hear that Biden's in Saudi Arabia? Do I re- I thought I remember Biden basically saying Saudi Arabia bad, but now he's in Saudi Arabia asking for oil, I think. I don't know. Not a good look. Amazon Prime just finished. And we actually got some interesting information. First and foremost, we love to shop on Amazon Prime. Unit sales up like 25%. But what we need to look at is the product mix. Over the last couple of years, we bought Roombas and Alexas and all these other things. Now we are buying diapers and snacks. That doesn't bode well for the consumer long-term, right? They are changing their buying habits. It's, uh, it's not a good look. As for this week, analysts are increasingly whacking their S&P 500 predictions for the end of the year. Finally, analysts are waking up. Uh, Bank of America analysts cut from 4,500 S&P to 36. And Piper Sandler cut from 4,000 to 3,400. Let me see anything else. Uh, Oh, Colorado Springs. Shout out to Colorado Springs. A real estate agent, real estate broker sent me data on Colorado Springs. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Sold down 16.5% and new listings up 15.6%. I did not get a median number or at least I did not find one. Yep. And then lastly, rents. Rents, if, I don't know if you saw this in the CPI, but rents went up the most since 1980, 1986. And I do not have good news. I think the CPI rent piece gets bigger from here. 
and it really helps keep CPI elevated. So folks, it is July 15th. It is Friday. I hope you have a wonderful day. Uh, If you've ever thought about house hacking, if you've ever wanted to ask questions, great news. Tomorrow is your opportunity. The 16th of July at 9 a.m., we will be going live with Spencer Cornelia and Todd Baldwin talking about house hacking roommate edition. And then next Saturday, we will do that with Matt and Dion talking about units. If I had to do my entire real estate journey differently, I would house hack probably while I was in college. It just gets you on the property ladder faster. I do not know standing here today whether I would do roommates or units, but I know I would house hack. Didn't get my first house until I was 29, 28, 28 or 29. I would have had a house at 20 or 21 because of house hacking. I would have lived for nothing and started this real estate thing journey. House hacking is the cheat code to wealth. House hacking is the way for millennials and Gen Zs to be millionaires inside of 10 years. It just is. Reduce your cost of living, get on the property ladder, 30-year fixed rate debt, three and a half down, magical stuff. So I look forward to learning myself because I know zero, and I look forward to sharing with you. Don't worry. If you don't have 320 bucks, no big deal. I will save the video. And I will load it. It will come out Sunday morning. It will come out Sunday morning. So, uh, again, Todd and Spencer, if you ever see this, thank you, thank you, thank you. Matt and Dion, you are uh, on deck. We will be talking next Saturday about house hacking units. Take care. Daily financial news. Have fun. Bye.